0: My mom is from Nashville, Uh, that's where she was born, and she and her four siblings were lifers at Lipscomb. All five of them uh, started there in kindergarten, and then graduated from there in college. And of the Thurman children, my mom is the only one who actually moved away from Nashville. And so, growing up, we would often travel to Nashville for Christmas, and on Christmas afternoon, about this time of day, we would gather around uh, the the table at my grandmother's house uh, with my mom's siblings and their families for a big Christmas meal, and it was a large gathering with lots of family, aunts and uncles and cousins. Now, in my grandmother's house, uh, the dining room and the living room was just one long room on the front of the house. And so, on one end of the room was the Christmas tree, and on the other end of the room was the dining room table. And it was a huge table. Uh, it had an ornate tablecloth, fine china, some of those big cushioned, tall back chairs around the table uh, with the help of my mother and her two sisters. It was decorated so beautifully. It was quite magical, really. You were, you were drawn to it. You wanted to sit at the big table. Um, you wanted to be at that table. But uh, there was just a limited number of chairs. And so uh, those of you who grew up in large families know where I spent all of my Christmas dinners. That was at the kids' table. Now, the kids' table was just an old car table at the other end of the room next to the Christmas tree. There was no tablecloth, no fine china. We sat in metal folding chairs that were borrowed from the church building. And as I was growing up and becoming a young teenager, I remember even having to cram my legs under this card table. And every time I got up or shifted, my knees would bump the table so that my brothers and the cousins would learn to grab their drinks every time that I got up to keep them from being knocked over or spilled. But I can remember, I can remember looking across the room at the family around the big table, eating, laughing, Enjoying their meal together as I sat uncomfortably around the card table with cousins who I only saw once a year. The big table had such an allure to it. However, I wasn't invited. It wasn't because they didn't love me. They weren't singling me out. There just wasn't room. And I was a kid, and so I sat with the other kids at the kids' table. As an adult, I think about uh, those Christmas meals at my grandmother's house. When I read Luke 14, while eating a meal at the house of a prominent Pharisee, Jesus tells a parable about not taking the place of honor when invited to a meal. Now, using my Christmas meal illustration, the teaching is to not sit down at the big table because there could be someone else, perhaps an uncle or an aunt or an older cousin who would take your spot, and then grandma would have to come in and tell you to go back and sit at the kids' table, and that would embarrass you in front of your cousins. Instead, take your place at the kids' table. Because there just might be a year when Grandma comes into the room and asks you to move up to the big table. And you'll be honored in the presence of all your cousins. They would just need to make sure to hold their drinks when you get up because your knees will inevitably hit the table. Well, Jesus concludes this teaching in Luke 14 about eating meals together with this statement. He says, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. He who humbles himself will be exalted. And so as we gather around the table on Christmas as a church family to share in this Christmas meal together, my encouragement to you from Luke 14 is to always come to this meal in humility. You know, as I thought this week about our having a Christmas communion today, the text that just continued to come to my mind is Philippians chapter 2. In two verses in Philippians 2, Paul takes us from the stable to the table. Listen to what Paul wrote in verse in 8. In verse 7, he writes, But he, Jesus, made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being born in human likeness. You see, there's the stable. And then verse 8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. There's the table. We gather around the table to remember his death on the cross for our sins. And the connection for Paul from the stable to the table in these two verses, the connection is humility. It's humility. He made himself nothing to be born in human likeness. And... He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So as we gather around this table to remember Jesus, we remember that he made himself nothing to be born. And he humbled himself even unto death. We remember Jesus, who from birth to death was humble. What's helpful to know is the context of this letter that Paul wrote to the Philippians, because if we know the context, what we discover is the reason Paul shares this with the church is because they're not getting along with each other. Surprise. There were struggles, there were were divisions, there were disagreements, there were arguments, there were unkind words and hurt feelings, people kind of vying for position in the church. There's power struggles. And he doesn't scold them because of their behavior. Instead, he says to them to remember the behavior of Jesus. The humility from his birth to his death. And then he says, your behavior should be just like his. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should not look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. You see, this table that we're around together today, it levels out the playing field, so to speak. When we come together around this table, no one is more deserving to be here. No one of us is more righteous and deserving. I should never presume that I belong more than you or that I deserve to be around this table more than you or that I should have a better position at the table than you. Because the only reason that I'm here at this table and the only reason that you're here at this table is because the host of the meal Jesus Christ has invited us to join him here at his table. And so we get up from our kids' tables, and we come to the big table, both honored by his invitation and humbled for the opportunity to participate together Around the table. Today, we uh, have purposefully set the table and chairs like this <clears throat> reasons. First, Jesus Christ has invited you to join him at the big table. And so, you're going to get up. You're going to get up from your kids' tables, from your chairs, and you're going to join him at the big table. And then second, we have literally, best as we can in this room, tried to gather around the table together. We wanted you to sense... That you're around this table with the rest of the family. And there's no, no place of honor. No one is more deserving than another. Like everyone else, you're only here because He's invited you to join Him here. And so let's come today and remember the behavior of Jesus who was and is and always will be humble from the stable to the table. The same Jesus who made himself nothing to be born and humbled himself even unto death on a cross is our humble host at this table. The only one who deserves a seat around this table always makes room for one more to join him here. And so, here's the logistics. Here's the plan for today. Um, we've made some homemade communion bread, and we have cups of real grape juice. I heard someone, I won't say any names, it was (laughs) Shepard, on his way in. He said, real bread and grape juice. Happy birthday, Jesus. It's been been a little while since we've celebrated in this way around here. And so um, we have some homemade communion bread and cups of grape juice. We also have uh, the regular sets like we uh, have been using Um, for a while if you prefer those. Um, There's even a small bowl of gluten-free communion there as an option. But what we're going to do, we're going to sing. We're going to sing. And as we sing, you're invited to come to the big table and pick up your bread and pick up your juice and then return to your seat, and just, and just hold them. We're going to wait, and we're going to take it together. So return to your seat, hold your bread and your juice until everybody's had an opportunity to come to the big table, receive this meal from Jesus, and return to their seats. Um, and then I'm going to return up here and pray for us, and then we'll take this meal together.